told Stamos I got buns for that dog. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield, the podcast with your host, Todd Fox, and the other host of the show. Howdy, y'all. This is Fernando. Uh-oh. Is that Texas, Fernando? No, I'm still in California. Okay, good. It'll be Texas, Fernando. So right now, I'm like, what's up, bro? <laughs> welcome he, to Halos in the Infield, bro. <laughs> he was warming up in the bullpen as Texas, Fernando. But he's getting ready. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. The, the arm barn. Oh, the arm barn. <laughs> what did you think about that when Peter was like, you guys shouldn't call it the bullpen anymore. It should be the arm barn. Uh, just another thing to cancel, man. I mean, uh, I mean, it's it's one thing. We got rid of the disabled list. It's the injured list now. So, I mean, I guess, whatever. I mean. I still call it the DL all the time, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's not trademark. Whatever, cancel Fernando. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's why I'm going to get canceled because I called the DL right jeez out of all the things that we've said on this page yeah that's that's gonna be what does it over <laughs> i don't mind like i like I, I don't mind switching the name bullpen whatever but i don't like arm barn it's not bad it's mm-hmm. just eh. yeah but i mean are bulls really protesting outside of uh, baseball games i mean what's going on with that i mean are they saying it's bullshit i mean you know if see what i did they there. can <laughs> i see what you did there yeah thank you thank you um super but, super halo bros uh level joke exactly very dad very dad joke of you very, very dad, dad joke. joke of you yes sir. shout out to those guys though absolutely keep it going by the way um hey so what we're here for is talking angels baseball and before before we do give us a five-star liking on our podcast here that, w- that helps us out a lot in the algorithm or leave us a comment um, and then also check us out on YouTube. If you're, uh, if you don't like listening to podcasts, you want to watch this from the comfort of your home or your phone, whatever tablet, there you are right there. Uh, we're going to be talking angels baseball. We're going to be, t- as we always do, we're going to be talking about the series that was, which is the shy Sox series. And then we're going to delve into the red Sox series and take a look ahead on how the, uh, angels and what we think they're going to do in Beantown. So what do you want to get started with Fernando? Or you got something before we get into the baseball? What's your opinion on Chicago deep dish pizza? I love it. Uh, my okay. opinion. My His eyes got bigger me. when he said love it. Yeah, I, dude, I mean, I've only had it, a couple, it. I've only had it a couple times, bro, but something about eating that thick pizza with a knife and fork is very, very appetizing. Okay. Have you, have you ever had it in Chicago? Yes, sir. Twice. Yes, sir. Okay. From, do you remember what restaurant? It was. It was something like Angelitos or something. It was right in the heart of downtown. I know that. It was like right by the Trump Tower. Okay. It was it was right down. Okay. There. Yeah. Yeah, that's like heart of downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've uh, so uh, most of you guys probably know who listen to this show regularly. I'm in Chicago every single month for work. I've been going there once a month. I, sometimes more than once a month since like July of 2020. Mm-hmm. So I'm like burnt out on Chicago pizza. <laughs> Cause people ask me, do you eat Chicago pizza all the time? I think like, I haven't had it like in four months. And it's just because once again, I mean, you know, if you're having a multiple times a month, it kind of loses its luster, but I do like Chicago style pizza. I like Giordano's better, mm-hmm. but I normally stay in a town called Bolingbrook. And in Bolingbrook, uh, Giordano's doesn't deliver there. So I have to order Lou Malnati's to the hotel because I don't want to go work out of the gym, go shower, and then have to go get my pizza. I want to deliver to the room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the very thing first about- world. Oh, absolutely. The <laughs> first world problems. And the thing is, too, I mean, that's when they say, hey, you want a pie? It, it's literally a pie, dude. I mean, like, it's a uh, it's layered pretty thick. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good stuff. I, I, I'm a fan overall. I think between like Detroit style, New York style, and the Chicago style, like the three main like what people compare, mm-hmm. Chicago is probably my favorite. Like you said, I like cutting into the pizza, like the toppings being inside. That's that's the good business right there. Absolutely. But one last thing, Wrigley Field. 
Step up your pizza game. Your pizza game is horrible. I haven't been to Wrigley this year, but I went last year. And, like, they have some of the worst ballpark food. When I went there, I thought they were going to have some, like, Chicago-style pizza, you know, maybe some individual size. It was horrible. They didn't even have that. What about their their hot dogs? Because they are well, – I heard they're famous for their ballpark dogs. Um, Did I get a – I think I did get a hot dog. I mean, it was a Chicago dog, but I mean, you can get that from anywhere in Chicago. True, you know what true, I mean? You can go outside true. the literally down the street to a hot dog vendor and probably get a better version because nothing's better than those street vendors. Absolutely. Even here in Anaheim, those dogs are worth yeah, it. They make you... them with love. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bacon wrapped and everything. Yeah. yeah. Have you noticed that outside of Angel Stadium now when you're leaving, there's the people who are making the bacon wrapped hot dogs. Mm. I am super in on that. Artie, don't do anything about it, please. He hasn't so far, and it's funny because when we try to, to pedal some of our gear there, we got kicked off the premises, but they're able to do their hot dogs whenever they want. So, <laughs> Oh, I've seen other pages do like stuff that I'm like, mm-hmm. how come we got in trouble for that? That's racist. That's racist. <laughs> exactly. I, I can call it racist. It's because I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're white. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get this show on the road. Time to here. cancel Todd again. Exactly. I've I've been canceled like eleven times this season. Eleven. Yeah, it's a we're gonna start having a, a board. When I move in the new man cave, it'll say Todd canceled, yeah. and we'll just put like a tally mark. I'll get a little whiteboard. There you go. <laughs> All right, well, let's start off with a series. How we got going here? The Shy Sox are a team that traditionally the Angels have problems with. And was it me, or was there any type of sun in this entire series? I didn't see one sun ray. It was just gray and gloomy with some rain all four games. Yeah, I mean, that's Chicago. I mean, I was there, what, last week, and it was the same thing. It was gloomy. 40 to 55 degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, on the brink of raining, there'll be, you know, some sprinkles, and then it'll just kind of stop. We kind of saw that on Saturday, too. It rained for a little bit, but... All we were hearing was this game's going to be postponed. This game's going to be delayed. The game's going to be canceled. Mm-hmm. And the rain delay wasn't even that severe. Yeah. With the exception of that one at bat with trout, that's about it. And we'll get into that one. Cause that was, yeah. that was game two or whatever. Uh, but game yeah. one, game one in Chicago, uh, that was Friday uh, afternoon. Correct. <clears throat> yeah. So that was a bullpen game. Uh, Jimmy Herget got the start for mm-hmm. the angels. It was supposed to be Thor. And uh, Giolito got the start for the White Sox. And uh, the Angels won this game. They won 5-1, to one, and it was not even close. It was a blowout through and through. Yeah, it was one of those start-to-finish games. Uh, you know, Giolito is, is a really good pitcher. Fastball, slider, uh, curve, every, is, is, or changeup is really devastating when he's pinpointing that fastball. And you would have thought Jimmy Hergott's got no chance. You know, Noah went down with a stomach flu or whatever he had. And, uh, you know, he... He just went in there, pitched more than Madden thought he would, and then uh, you had Warren with two innings, and I forget who followed up after that, but they did a solid job, and it was uh, you know a little dicey in the ninth, but hey, you walk walk out of there with a five-one victory, and that was their sixth straight in a row. Yeah, so like you said, it was um, Herget, Warren, Bradley, Super Looper, Tapera, <laughs> Mayers, and Rysel. Yeah, I mean. And they were they were pitching like that because they figured, like you said, Saturday's game was going to be completely rained out. They were saying, "Oh, it's going to be a double header for Sunday." You know, uh, yep. don't don't worry about it. You can throw out the bullpen tonight, and you won't need them for Saturday. That was the whole idea. Yeah, well, that didn't pan out, did it? <laughs> no, it didn't. But off- offensively, who shined in that game for the Angels? Um, so Otani hit a home run, right? And then mm-hmm. uh, you know Taylor Ward. It stayed hot. Mm-hmm. We're gonna. I'm sure we're gonna talk about him as the series goes on. But man, oh man, has he just been on an absolute tear? The guy could do no wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How about what did you think about that uh, when he went into the dugout and did the whole like tipping the cap? I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. At the very end, he's all you know. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like the old, like you know, the old school commercials where the cowboy winks as he tips his cap. You know, he smiles and like his teeth sparkle. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like ka-ching. <laughs> and, and he looks like a legit cowboy i mean uh he's got that uh, that look to him and uh you know like he'd try to steal your daughter if you're living in the old west or whatever but uh yeah, yeah he, he's gonna steal your wife yeah there you go that too <laughs> with a six shooter on his <laughs> on his side 
But, uh, yeah, he's been electric at that number one spot. If he's not uh, having a good at bat, even if he's getting out, you know, he's ripping a single to left or going the other way. So, uh, yeah, it was a very good game for him. And uh, and Otani showed his power going to left center field, just driving it into the wind. Yeah, man, Taylor Ward, only 28 years old, or I, mean, I shouldn't say only, I mean, 28 years old you sh- is the point where most people are entering the prime of their career. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, it's looking like this could be him entering the prime of his career. We saw glimpses last year, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he was hot for periods of time, but this year he looks like a different player. He's having good at bats. He's having, you know, timely at bats and he's not trying to do too much yet. He's succeeding. You know, he's not overdoing a swing, but it's going over the fence. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, good base running, good defense. He is a good major league caliber player as we currently stand right now. Almost 60 at bats, still batting 390, 390. Yeah. And like you said, defensively, he's been outstanding. Um, and he's beaten out a couple throws at first base, you know, on grounders. My question to you is, uh, and he'll come up a lot in this series as we move along as well. Joe Adele, I feel Ward is where Joe Adele should be. You, do you agree with that? Well, we're also comparing a guy who's, what, 23 years old to a guy who's 28. Mm-hmm. But he was more highly touted. You know, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, one of these guys is barely old enough to drink, Yeah, you know, by two years. <laughs> true, true. Do you- so, I mean, is it a little unfair? Maybe. I mean, look, Taylor Ward, how many times would people have probably said, "Uh, we need to DFA this guy like three or four years ago? Oh, yeah, yeah, a lot. Grillmaster was probably having, you know, (laughs) Otani kind of mongasms when he was saying, time to DFA Ward. Yeah, he probably had Taylor Ward crispy socks hanging up with DFA written on him. There you go. There you go. So, yeah, I mean, you know, is it a little early? I mean, look, I'm frustrated with Joe Adele. Everyone is. This mm-hmm. is not a hot take. It's not a controversial take. Mm-hmm. Do we expect more out of him? Absolutely. Especially because we're eating $28 million for Adele to get out of bats. Yeah. Well, see, I, I... And I understand Ward is stepping up. Great. But you still expected Adele to step up. Sorry, I, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, good point. What I was just going to um, tag on to that is... I had someone in the comments today on the post game show say no because I said, well, we gave the keys to the car to Adele because we got rid of Upton. Uh, but but one of the fans said no, it was Wards because out of spring training, and then we gave the keys to the car to Marsh, and Adele's just trying to keep up. Do you agree with that, or was it the other way around? Now that I think about it, I do believe uh, Madden did say that Ward was supposed to be a starter, but he got injured. Okay. But, um, yeah, and I mean, I think Marsh was the more major league ready going into this year. Mm-hmm. Because the thing with Marsh, Marsh consistently has good at-bats. He's and, and Marsh doesn't try to do too much. I feel like Joe Adele tries too hard sometimes. He needs to simplify what he's doing. Remember why he's getting the opportunity that he is. Nobody can deny the fact that he's a talented player. Mm-hmm. He's got the skills. He really does. We've seen it. He's got the swing. His swing looks much better than it did in 2020. Mm-hmm. The 2020 Adele looked like a high schooler who got thrown into the major leagues and was like, here you go, bro. Go figure it out. It looked like a guy who doesn't know how to swim. You just dropped him in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean off the Titanic and said, deuces, bro. Go find a door to swim on. But Joe Adele is a much different player today than he was in 2020. Oh, absolutely. Leaps and bounds better. But Unfortunately, right now, I do believe Joe Adele's on the outside looking in. Taylor Ward is a couple steps ahead of him. Brandon Marsh is a couple steps ahead of both of them, I believe. I understand Ward's hot right now, but honestly, if there's a clutch situation, I feel more confident that Brandon Marsh is going to have a more productive at-bat than Ward. I've yet to see Taylor Ward really turn it on when the pressure is on. And, you know, that's kind of the benefit, though, being a leadoff hitter. You don't really have the pressure on you as much. Absolutely. And that's it's going to be fun to watch these guys progress. You know, we're not going to be having a good time if things happen like they did with Adele. And and speaking of Marsh in this series, you know, as we move on, you know, he this wasn't his best series offensively. 
you know, he kept it together defensively or when he did get on base, you know, he was a threat out there to steal and he did do some things on the base pads, but uh, he didn't exactly hit, but uh, you know, before this series, he was doing his thing. Like you said, he was do, uh, playing defensively, stealing bases, hitting runs, moving guys over, getting clutch hits. I mean, he's still technically the leader in the clubhouse with the most RBIs. So he's gotten off to a bit of a hot start, but this last series slowed down. It's a Dell we're worried about. Yes, he hit four homers last year. He's got three now, uh, or he hit five last year, I think. He's got three now or four now, something like that. Um, so that that's you know better than it was last year, but I still think he's just like he's swinging too far outside the zone. You know what I mean? Like he's he's got to shorten up his swing. I feel like right now he's just got too wide of a swing. Yeah, I'm hoping that's something that he adjusts. Uh, maybe one of our hitting coaches will help him. <laughs> Your boy Paul Serena or Jeremy Reed. Yeah, but he's gonna be like coach. Jeremy's like, did you get this new Magmar shiny Pokemon? <laughs> he's all he's all uh, Paul. Uh, look, how many times do I gotta tell you that these nachos are taste really good, but that's I don't see how this is helping my my stance. <laughs> yeah, he's like Marsh. Trout and Rendon already got sick, and probably Noah Syndergaard. So I don't need those nachos, bro. Yeah, it's not, it's nacho my it's nacho night to give those nachos to me. I, I'm gonna stay <clears> vegan. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we need to give those to the Dodgers before the Dodgers series. Yes, load them up with beans as well. Old stack there you go. Beans. extra beans, extra frijol, <laughs> extra frijoles. But yeah, man, um, you know. Uh, Ward hit a home run. Otani hit a home run that first game. Uh, overall, just a good game by the Angels, right? Their bullpen came in and mm-hmm. held it together because they weren't expecting to have a bullpen game, yet they figured it out. They got it done. Absolutely. Great pitching all around, really. Yeah, and that gave us complete uh, – like, I literally woke up on Saturday morning thinking, okay, I'm going to get to, you know, certain things. But then I had, you know, my daughter almost have her kids. So, like, I was tied up for most of the day. But – I didn't think they were going to get that game in. So I was shocked to see the notifications on my phone. You guys talking about it, that the game's get you know, getting underway. And uh, yeah, it was the, well, Fox- I remember you saying that you weren't going to be able to do the, the post game that day. Cause you know, you were expecting to uh, have to rush to the hospital. Yeah. And I was like, there's not going to be a game today. <laughs> yeah. I, thought- I was in Chicago that day. I was, I flew in. Mm-hmm. I went from Newark, New Jersey to Chicago and mm-hmm. the flight into Chicago was crazy. A lot of turbulence. Mm-hmm. We had to go around the storm. And then I was like, dude, there's no way they're going to play this game today. Yeah. And Lo was, and behold, I was wrong. Speaking of which, how was the turbulence, man? Cause I, I get freaked out with turbulence. Was it just like the little bumpy type or was it actually violent? There was one. Well, we probably free fell like 10 feet a couple times. You know what I mean? Where you just oh. literally just kind of fall down. I mean, I, I fly so much now that it's whatever. I used to not be able to uh, sleep on airplanes, but I mean, when you're flying, what, 15 times a month, you know, I yes. don't sleep anywhere now. So <laughs> might as well just sleep on the airplane. If I die, I'm like, whatever. Man, I, <laughs> I don't know how you do it, bro. But like, even like the most littlest bumps in the in the uh in turbulence i i freak out so i can't imagine falling 10 feet dude yeah no it was a pretty bad in not the worst flight i've ever had one time i flew in also from newark new jersey to chicago except that time i was staying in chicago for a couple days for work and uh that time i don't know what was going on the entire it's only like a hour and a half flight from there Mm -hmm. and the whole time we were just falling and I remember when we got to the airport, we also fell like 10 feet. The, uh, the pilot apologized. He was like, sorry, guys, misjudge that. <laughs> Everyone's just there like, oh, my God. <laughs> you guys are probably like, don't misjudge next time. <laughs> yeah, right. Do your job, bro. Exactly. Stay away from the bars. <laughs> so, so what happened in game two? Because obviously that one got started on time. Uh, what happened in that one? El Demente made his last start before getting demoted. So he's 0-2. He threw four innings, uh, eight hits, four runs, all earned, two walks, four strikeouts, and gave up two home runs. Jose Suarez's ERA currently sits at uh, 635, and he went up against Velasquez of the White Sox, uh, Vince Velasquez. He's now 1-2 with a 4.58 ERA. Yeah, and that game, the knockout blow was uh, 
Moses num- number 88 or whatever from Chicago. Uh, uh, was it Robert or something like that? Robert? Uh, yeah, he had a three-run homer. It was one nothing forever in the first few innings. Angels just couldn't get nothing against Velasquez in that one. Uh, but then the rain delay hit, and it just started pouring down. And then they weren't able to uh, – they, they restarted, but then nothing – you know, they couldn't scratch anything across later on in the game, too. No mo- they didn't try moving the runners over. It seemed like they just had a different approach. And thoughts on Suarez. Okay, because on the pod I've and in the post game, I've been trying to see if Madden would, you know, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. This is just my opinion, but I want to get your opinion on it because I haven't asked you about Suarez yet. Like, I like the dude. I think he can be something. Um, but the, it just feels to me like Madden just does not want to let him get himself out of situations because, you know, he's always pulling in the fourth inning. Do you think it's Suarez not showing that he could do it or it's Madden with a quick hook? I think Madden just historically has a quick hook. I mean, we've seen it throughout his entire time here in Anaheim, right? Mm -hmm. He never lets his pitchers work out of jams, which wouldn't be horrible if Madden's bullpen management wasn't just god-awful. Correct. I mean, people seem to forget Joe Madden almost cost the Cubs the World Series. Yeah. He put in Aroldis Chapman way too early. He misused Aroldis Chapman. And, I mean, he does it here once in a while with Rysel. Mm-hmm. We will get to it, but Rysel was misused <laughs> on that Sunday game. Correct. And then last year was misused to start the year because people originally were super against Rysel Iglesias mm-hmm. before he went on his tear, you know, in like May on. But in April last year, Rysel was bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we'll get it, we'll get into why he was so bad, too, like you said. But but do you think do you think Suarez eventually will get to maybe I mean maybe not to a Sandoval level but to a level to where we could trust him to pitch us five maybe six innings every now and then? I sure hope so. I like Suarez. I like his attitude. He looks like a guy who people like to be around. Mm-hmm. You know, you always see him around other guys. They're like. Uh, different things people love guys who are confident people do not like people who are arrogant mm -hmm. big difference trout is confident trout shows up plays the game and leaves that is who mike trout is mike trout just has the talent there's some guys who don't have that god-given talent they have to work at it there are so many people who say that Scottie Pippen was a much more talented player than Michael Jordan. Difference is Michael Jordan put in the effort. Correct. Correct. I know a guy who uh, my uh, ex-college or college, uh, ex-high school wide receiver coach, and I did not play wide receiver, uh, played basketball with him in Carolina. And uh, he, uh, because of that, you know, he went to some, uh, some Bulls games and he always told me, he was like, man, Scottie Pippen was so much better than Michael Jordan. So it doesn't matter, you know, what your talent level is. It's always if you're willing to put in the work. I don't exactly know the amount of work that Jose Suarez puts in, but it does look like he has work ethic from every indication that we have. True. And I hope he just doesn't turn into Jaime Biera 2.0 because I feel for him too. Yeah. I think he has the stuff that, that can get it done. It's just I don't think there's going to be a spot here for him. So I would I would imagine that he's going to be dealt, unfortunately. But because uh, I was surprised in this in the bullpen game that Jaime wasn't used at all, and uh, you yeah. know in this series as well at all, he wasn't really uh, used. He could have came out and finished things up after the rain delay, but nothing there either. So he did. Oh, he did. Oh, it, it was, that's a game he On got Saturday. In. Yeah, okay, he but... pitched three innings, gave up no runs. Well, yeah, we'll see. Unfortunately, that's... Jaime's always just kind of been a four A kind of guy. Yeah, unfortunately. Because, I mean, it seems like when they do give him the, an opportunity to start, you know, he'll, he won't take advantage of it. But then he'll be in the bullpen for a while, and he'll, he'll, pitch, you, he'll pitch himself back into your hearts, and you're like, oh, man, I want to see him start, and then cycle all over again. Yeah, I mean, he's only 25 years old, so. Yeah, yeah. He still has a little bit of time left. Uh, I'm trying to think, what year was it that he was really good? 2018, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, 2018, he was 10-9. With a 3.41 ERA in 26 games pitched, and he threw 129 innings. That's a pretty decent sample size. Yeah, especially for, for the Angels. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, right. That's, uh, did he lead the the, the team name here <laughs> in innings pitched? I know of career. Actually, high. I think that was a. I think Andrew Heaney that season threw two hundred innings. That's a shocker. Wow. If memory serves correctly, man, insane! It's insane how far the innings have fallen off for a lot of these pitchers. So, yeah, so well, I mean, what's the common denominator there? It's um, your boy Joe Madden. Yeah, and analytics as well. Um, yeah, that's true. We're in a much different age of baseball. Absolutely. So we lost that game, uh, uh, you know, breaking the six-game win streak. So we followed it up with a Sunday afternoon game or morning game in Chicago, and which featured uh, who was it? Oh, Mike Lorenzen. Oh, he only pitched 180 innings, by the way, in 2018. Oh, I just looked it up. That's still a lot for Andrew Heaney. Oh, okay. <laughs> On Sunday. Yes. So we won six to five that game. Oh yeah. It was Lorenzen, Lorenzen versus Keiko, correct? Sorry, does that have a cough attack? Yes, Dallas Keiko. Okay, Dallas Keiko, and, who, uh, who traditionally does good against us. Sorry. Yeah, historically he killed. Yeah, but uh, but this year not so much. He's off to a bad start with his ERA. Yeah, so he's one and three, <clears throat> five innings pitched. He gave up four runs, all of them earned, walked five Angels players, and he gave up a home run. Yeah, he did first inning to Trout, right? Yep. And and then uh, that was Trout's sixth of the year. Yeah, to lead the league, I think he's or he's tied with uh, Guerrero for six or something like that. And uh, and then you had a uh, what is it called? They had nine walks in that game, so they had constant pressure on Chicago White Sox pitching. Yeah, uh, Burr gave up two walks. Ruiz gave up one walk, and then Banks gave up the last walk. Mm-hmm. And the Angels scored, <clears throat> scored some runs in that game. Um, now, here's where we're going to start getting into some of the Joe Adele slander. Uh, he yes. had a few miscues in this game. Uh, he he would ironically have the game-winning hit, though. He gave him the sixth run late in the game. The double, yeah. Yeah, when they took a 6 nothing commanding lead at the time. But he did make some errors out there, or at least some really – questionable routes to these balls uh we saw one today too which we'll get into in the next game but like what are you what are you thinking about his the his routes to the balls like on some of those line drives my dad's like boy he could have caught that if he just came up a little why'd he go back on it like what do you think that's true yeah you know and and that's the biggest thing i mean we were talking about his at bats a little bit earlier and how you know he's he has improved from 2020 yet he's not quite there. And it's mm-hmm. really apparent with his defense. His defense last year for those few games before he got hurt looked great. Mm-hmm. He was on it, making good throws. And this year, it's like he's regressed again. Yeah. And I just don't understand it. I don't – there's just some guys who aren't built for the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really hoping that Adele is not one of those guys. It's still too early to do that. You know, there's a lot of guys who've given up on him. There's a lot of guy, uh, people on our show, you know, hashtag Adele and Rendon suck, right? Yes. You know, we get those all the time. And um, the thing is, we can't give up on Joe Adele just yet, right? He's making league minimum for a few more years. Well, I mm-hmm. think he's got one more year of league minimum. Yes. And then after that, we're still talking about a guy who's going to be making, what, $1 to $2 million in arbitration? You know, the potential is still there. If you're going to trade him for a sizable piece in a trade great but the problem is everyone's saying trade adele trade adele i mean are we really going to be able to get what we want for trading joe adele you're going to be disappointed by what we get if you were to trade him you'll maybe get a taylor ward type guy a guy who has upside a guy who might be there and everyone right now is like hey man taylor ward i mean that'd be great if we got another taylor ward yeah we're talking about a guy who's batting 300 right now but we're talking about a guy who's career batting average is in the 240s mm-hmm. you know that's who taylor ward is a guy who has upside a guy who was a first round draft pick a guy who should be at a certain level is he there yet maybe but if he's not you're gonna regret it yeah exactly we can't give up on joe adele just yet are you ready to just throw the towel on on him already no is i mean even if i was his he's lowered his stock you know we got to hope for him to get on a hot streak you know yeah. and and them have a player in mind to to deal them, you know, and, and and someone that, you know, trade partner like Cincinnati or someone like that that's way out of it. But you know, I think it's too early for that. And I think uh, his 
his play is overshadowing the underperformances of uh, your boy. You just brought up Rendon and Walsh. You know, those guys have not turned it on at all. Otani's the big name that's always going to get a pass. You know, he's got to get it going soon, but but these guys are being overshadowed. It seems like our whipping boy has been Adele. Like, Adele's just gotten all the hate right now, yeah. and there's other glaring holes in this lineup. Yeah. You know, Otani can get away with it a little bit because he's been pitching fine. His pitching's yeah. been okay. That has not been the issue. And at the end of the day, if Otani's going to give me a, you know, a Cy Young caliber season, I'm okay with that. Yeah. If he's going to bat you know, 220 or whatever. I mean, obviously that's not great, but we can find another DH for a little bit if we need to. That's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. We have enough gaps right now where we can use some DHs, right? Mm-hmm. You know, for instance, Matt Duff, Matt Duffy, I know he's out right now, but when he was healthy, he was, you know, a couple of days ago, he was batting fine. Yeah. I would have been okay with sitting Otani and putting Duffy in there, especially because Ward's, you know, taking what was supposed to be Adele's at bats. True, true. And we, yeah. we we got options unlike last year. I think we brought that up a lot. And, yeah. uh, you know, so um, getting back to this game, you know, they jumped out to a 6 nothing lead. If you're an Angel fan, you know, and you had something to do, you probably cut the game off thinking it's over. Mike Lorenzen's cruising. And, uh, you know, he got into the ninth inning, which on hindsight being 2020, I would literally, I was really – on board with him starting the ninth until I realized he had been sitting for 30 minutes when the angels added on a couple tack runs, uh, tack on runs. And when he came out there in the ninth, man, he did not have it. Definitely did not. Um, and, but you know what? I am happy that Joe Madden let a pitcher work through a game. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he had a chance there to make it all the way. He sure did. And, uh, you know, he gave him a chance, like you said. And then I was good with him going, making the call to the bullpen. But what I wasn't good with is what you brought up. And I reiterated a bunch of times on the post game show is you put it right away. Why are they bringing in Rocio Iglesias in a non save situation? I got a lot of hate for that. <laughs> well, yeah, you said it a bunch of times last year in April when, when, like, look, I'll, I'll say, like, if you guys, participated in our show or whatever even before we we started this this channel or whatever when Rasil got started and he was you know for the angels closer tagged as the guy you know guys like fernando and mostly him would be like hey man like why is he having such a bad april people were dogging on him but he was coming in in bad situations that madden would bring him in tie games uh you know where they're down a run or, or they're up four or five. It's like, why are you bringing in Rossiel? And his ERA was ballooned because he didn't have that mindset. And I think we saw it again in Chicago. He came out there thinking, okay, I just got to get these last two outs. Not a big deal. And he couldn't get anybody. Well, especially because we have other options, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, we have Loop, we have Tapera, which who eventually came in to get the save. Mm-hmm. But we have other guys. Why use Rysel then when you don't have to? Bring Tapera in bring Lupin and then go from there. If you need to use Rysel, then well, at that point, it's a game situation. He has a different mindset. Closers, it's all about mindset. Absolutely. And then do you agree with me on this one? They rushed him out there. You know, he didn't have his normal yep. warmups. You know, it's just like, oh, here, throw yep. a few pitches and go back out. It's like, what? So they, yeah. It, got, yeah. It, got, it got real dicey. And, uh, you know, they had the bases loaded with two outs and they had just knocked in the, uh, another run. Thanks. You know, cause Adele had made a, a, a terrible move on a ball in that inning as well. Uh, second one of yeah. the game and, uh, you know, Tapera fortunately got the hitter to ground out weekly to first to end the game, but boy, you know, Chicago fans getting crazy. I thought it was gonna be one of those insane walk-offs, you know? Uh, yeah but uh, they got the W in that one. Man, I've been – I went to a White Sox game last year when they walked off. Oh, man. They weren't pulling the shirts <laughs> off like they were in this one, were they? No. Okay, that was something new. I thought that was pre- – the the rally dad bod. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, um, that, was, that was a really close game there. I mean, you know, I think you were the one who said that's not a game that the Angels of last year win. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're talking. That's a game that the Angels of last year lose, for sure. And did you see on the telecast, bro, 
Uh, I thought it was really cool to see Lorenzen. Uh, you know, the first guy he hugs is is um, Iglesias, and they were before he they knew that the last out was there. They weren't even looking at what was happening on the field. They were reviewing the tablets to see where they missed. I thought that was the coolest thing. And you saw Iglesias be like, hey, my bad. And Lorenzen's like, I got you, man. You know, no worries. I mean, remember, these guys were teammates with Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. But I mean... They played on the Reds for really both of their careers. I was just saying that, like, the chemistry between the two of them and the, the pitching staff in general is light years away from what it was last year or the year before. The chemistry in the team... Oh, yeah, in general, right? I mean, I'm liking what I'm seeing this year. They look like they're having fun. Mm-hmm. We're not used to seeing that. No, we're not. <laughs> we, no, not a- we were begging for some sort of like, in, like some sort of chemistry, some sort of celebration, anything last year, and we never got it. So, as they far got as that ugly belt, remember? Oh, that, yeah, but that wasn't it only it came out like once or twice with Adele or something like that. Yeah, we didn't see it much. You think you think the cowboy hat makes it to the end of the year? Good question. I mean, that article that Madden brought up about maybe switching the hats, um, you know, for Boston making it like a tea party hat. I I don't know, but the, I think the cowboy hat. I would like I'd like to see that all year, to be honest with you. But yeah, it's got it's got to be a better quality cowboy hat, according to some of our fans. Yeah, <laughs> they want the real deal stuff. Yeah, that's a thirty dollar hat. <laughs> You got to get the real one with that little skeleton on the front or whatever. But uh, (laughs) so they they were at that point in in a four game series, two out of three uh, doing the old rally Chris winning. But they had one more to play, which was this morning, which was getaway day. And that featured the pitching match above. Um, It was the pitching matchup of Patrick Sandoval and cease for the White Sox. And let me tell you, man, Dylan Cease had a really good game today. I mean, that's not a name that I was very familiar with. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I mean, I'm a fan of his from what I saw today. It looks like a really, really good pitcher. I mean, he's got a 2.48 ERA right now. Yeah, I was really – first off, I was blown away by his mustache. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, the porn stash? Yeah, that was pretty excellent right there. I like that. Uh, But the second one – uh, the second thing that blew me away about him is just his fastball, dude, was so lively. And the hitters had a hard time, even Trout in this game, uh, who had the golden sombrero today. Um, he struck out three times against him. Uh, he, he looked overmatched. So it's not easy to overmatch the GOAT. And uh, he did pretty yeah. easily today. And And Sandoval, credit to him. I mean, he had no runs given up before this game in three starts. And he allowed two runs early because of our boy Nadell uh, not making a catch in left field. And then also following that up by uh, letting it roll by him. So the runners advanced. Um, but he gave up those two runs and he locked it down after that. You know, he was pretty good after that. So uh, thoughts on Sandy uh, in his in a, in, a, in a gritty performance. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like what he's done up to this point this season. Uh, this was just kind of the first game where it looked like his stuff just wasn't quite there. And, you know, three earned runs isn't a horrible performance, but when your offense is, you know, MIA, there's really not much you can do. I mean, six inning pitch, three earned runs. I mean, that's still a quality start. Absolutely. <clears throat> but, you know, he, was, he wasn't going to stay with the zero ERA the entire year. As much as it was fun to dream, <laughs> we knew it wasn't going to happen. True, true. And also, I want to get your thoughts on our boy Rendon. Fourth scheduled day off already. And this is sixth total. He has, remember, they had two off dates uh, scheduled. And so he's been also given four scheduled off dates. What do you think about that, dude? I think Rendon likes the nachos. (laughs) But are we... Are we are we babying this guy too much? I mean, I get it; he's off an injury, and we want him to get started. But how can you get in a groove if you're constantly having a day off? I have no idea. You know, like when Otani got his day off, like they said they had to hide his baseball cleats. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he did not want to have the day off. Yes, I feel like Rendon's just kind of like, hey, oh, day off. Who wants to go to Wings and Things? <laughs> I don't know. You think Rendon's a wings and things kind of guy? I think he's probably more like of a Panda Express tofu kind of guy. 
Yeah, I'm I'm feeling he eats a lot of food with chopsticks. Yeah. You think so? I think so. Yeah, a lot of like craft beers and chopsticks. Yeah, yeah, IPAs. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, super frat boy. I I just don't understand though. Like I like there's we've we, we've talked about this too. It's like you know, where he's starting to go the other way. And then all of a sudden, like, he'll have one good game, one bad game, and then he'll have a day off. It's like, what are we doing here? You know, like, like uh, I'd like to him to get in there and play every day. And if if not, I mean, like, maybe use that as an opportunity where, okay, you don't want to push him too much in the field. What if you just DH him with, you know, switch up Otani, give him a day off, and throw, uh, you know, him as, in, as a DH and put someone else at third? But uh, – well, that'd make too much sense, wouldn't it? I mean, when you're paying a guy thirty plus million dollars, yeah, you got to give him days off. <laughs> but we'll milk those guys for a hundred thousand. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, a few hundred yeah. thousand. But uh, yeah, this this was a frustrating game. The Angels struck out a total fifteen times out of twenty seven outs. So that was very frustrating. They struck out more than they hit today. Uh, not much contact. Not much uh, threat on the base pads. And uh, the bullpen kept their end of the deal. So, so did the Sandoval with starting rotation. Uh, you should have a chance to come back when only down three, but they couldn't muster anything. The bullpen closed it out for Chicago. Kendrick's got it really easy save in the ninth inning. Yeah, they went. Was uh, Trout made the last out, right? Yep, struck out to get the golden sombrero. Yeah, who who was the nacho night tonight? I, di- I didn't get to watch the post game tonight. I was working. I was going to give it to Trout. But Adele's error early in the game, and then the fact that he okay. he looked uh, overmatched out there even more than the other hitters, uh, just he had an overall bad game again. I would have given it a trout just for the simple fact of when are you going to be able to give it a trout next? Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's you true. know what I mean? It's like he's probably you know he never really is overmatched in games. You know, I've never. I it's been a long time since I've seen him wearing golden sombrero. Very long time. Yeah, and I, I wasn't going to go as far as Grillmaster saying DFA him, you know, that he's terrible. Uh, but uh, He's Grillmaster. Yeah, but I, come on, I, Grillmaster, aren't you going to college? Like, come on, man, you should know better than that. Exactly. There's just certain players you don't slander. You know, you don't go out there and say, oh, Townie's got to go and all this other stuff. It's like, come on, man, come on. Let me guess, did he say no Kurt Suzuki slander today? He got a hit. Yeah, he actually did. I'm like, no, he still dropped the ball at home. He's, you know, and that's the other thing. You you get a rally started. Go home, girl master. You're drunk. <laughs> you get a rally started in the seventh or eighth inning. I think I think um, Kurt let off with a single, right? And it's at first I was screaming, "How come we're not pinch hitting?" He was over three at that point. He gets a single, and then I'm like, "Okay, he's at first pinch run." Nope, Madden doesn't even think twice. He doesn't go to the the bench at all. And then you would think Velasquez is going to bunt him over. Yes, they're down three, but you got to get some momentum or hit and run something. And Velasquez is swinging for the fences. The next guy's swinging for the fences, and then the strikeout. <laughs> yeah, Joe managed to double down and be like, "Kurt Suzuki, steal, <laughs> steal." Because at that point, when when Otani came in, it's like even if the dude doubles, Kurt's not going to score. You know, he's he's going to no. barely get to third base. Yeah, absolutely. So. It was just a rough game to see. I mean, one of our worst games of the season. Absolutely. And here's the thing I want to ask you. So we talk about this all the time about winning series. And if you win series uh, at a consistent basis, you're going to make the playoffs. If they would have won today, they would have been 16 and eight, 24 games in, they would have had a win percentage of 66%, which adds up to winning two out of three of every baseball game you play. So with that being said, they fell one shy of that. But thoughts on their 15 and nine start to you. What is that? How do you feel about that after this series? I mean, you're almost at rally Chris levels, right? Two and three, two and three, <laughs> or even Roger Lodge. Yeah. I think the angels are going to go two and three. I've never been so sure of anything like this since I saw John Stamos, beautiful rod in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Since he was sporting that wood on that hot, sunny day. I looked over and saw his bulge, and oh boy. <laughs> then I knew the boys of summer had returned. <laughs> the dog days of summer were here. <laughs> woof, woof. <laughs> I told Stamos I got buns for that dog. 
All right. Well, we know what the uh, we know what the title of this episode is. Yeah. Buns for that dog by Todd. <laughs> uh, we always have to. You sprinkle. heard it here, folks, guys. You heard it here for, first. <laughs> that, that was Lodge's lock right there. <laughs> <laughs> I've got buns for that dog. <laughs> oh, toss canceled. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve. Uh, so, so <laughs> another so, one. Yeah, exactly. So thoughts on, on, on their record so far, you think they're 15 and nine. Was that what you were thinking? Cause I think that was pretty close to your, uh, your prediction. Yeah. I'd have to listen back, but, um, I definitely predicted a winning month. I mean, it, the bullpen's good, man. The bullpen's going to be one of the better ones in baseball. It's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. As Joe Madden hopefully learns how to use these guys. And, um, you know, as our boy Ty comes up and, you know, hopefully he can replace a weaker link if there is one at the time. I mean, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And if, you know, Ty Buttry and Herget are your weakest links, that's pretty good because those are not weak links. Not at all. Those would have been our strongest links the last couple of years. Yeah. And they were literally two years ago. Yeah. Well, Herget. Last year was one of our weakest links, and Buttery was, you know, was our one of our strongest links two years ago. And you know, no disrespect to those guys; those guys are obviously major leaguers for a reason. But um, yeah, much different too. Yeah, and this as we approach into May, as we finish up this series, or at least start this one with Boston. You know, we we uh, again, Boston doesn't have a winning record right now. They've been scuffling pitching wise, hitting. They're still dangerous, but uh, you know, nine and fourteen, Todd. Yeah. Nine and 14. That's we're not used to seeing Boston like that, but no, you can almost you basically reverse our record. Yeah. And it's, you know what they have. Yeah. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. They're still hitting right now, but I think pitching wise, you know, we're not, we're not in this, uh, uh, matchup with Boston. We don't, we're not getting a Baldy who usually pitches pretty good against us or Pavetta. We're not facing either one of those guys. So that's kind of good. Yeah. So we're facing Michael Walker Garrett Whitlock on Wednesday, and then Thursday we're facing Rich Hill. Yeah, which Rich Hill we've actually had pretty good se- success against uh, when he pitched with, I believe, the Dodgers and the Mariners. Dodgers, yeah, yeah. So he's Dodgers, yeah. Pit uh, bounced around a little bit. We've 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 hit him pretty good. So hopefully we could do the same in Fenway. Um, what what are the matchups? Because I, I I only know that we're locked in for one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So. So Tuesday, May 3rd, which will be when you guys are listening to this, most likely Noah Syndergaard, who's 2-0 with the 2.12 ERA and 11 strikeouts, will go up against Michael Walker, who's also 2-0 with the 1.77 ERA and 17 strikeouts. That's going to be a good matchup. It's going to be a great matchup. Mm-hmm. A lot of ground ball outs, and, I think. Yes. Yes. And then we don't have anything announced for Wednesday or Thursday. So we'll have to see. Yeah, the rumor is uh, between Detmers, Suarez, and Otani, from what I heard. But well, Suarez got sent down, so we'd have to get called back up. Yeah, that's what that's what Madden was saying. He was he could be the go to guy to come up right there, but we'll have to see. Like you said, we'll probably get more idea of what how the rest of the rotation is going to look uh, come tomorrow, either after the game or right before the game. Uh, Madden will start giving the details on that. Um, what do the Angels need for success in this series in Boston, uh, in your opinion? They need to trust their game. They need to simplify what they're doing. They need to go back to having productive at-bats. When you're having productive at-bats, everything else just kind of goes with it. And, I mean, you know, that seemed like a super cliche to say. It seems like a super, you know, like, oh, you're just throwing that out there. You know, have a good at-bat. But it's true. Having a good at-bat changes the tone in the, uh, the clubhouse, changes the tone of the dugout, in the lineup. You know, if you had a good at bat, the guy behind you is going to do whatever they can to try to compete with what you just did, right? Yeah. And a good at bat doesn't mean getting a hit. It doesn't mean getting a home run. It means going up there and seeing more than three to four pitches. If a starter. Okay. uh, I thought you said read. I was like, what? Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. No, no, you're good. I mean, if you're giving if you're making the pitcher throw four pitches, you know, the pitcher's going to be pretty tired pretty quick. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking through three times with the lineup. You're already at 112 pitches, which most pitchers aren't throwing these days. 
Yeah, so you're going to dive into the bullpen at some point, and you want to get into a bullpen game in a place like Boston. Um, you know, keys for me in this game is play to the strengths of that field. Um, try to pull the ball if you are, or go the other way down those short perches, either in right field with a little McCovey Cove. Not McCovey Cove. What's that called again? Um, I mixed up ballparks. Pesky's pole. Pesky's pole down that right field line. Uh, try to hit off the green monster. Uh, don't be trying to like rip the ball to center field, right center field. That's a long way to hit it, and you know likely it's just yeah. gonna be an easy out. And I think base running is key. Whenever you play Boston. Uh, it just seems like it's quicker to get around those base pads. So get guys on, like you said, have good at bats and work the work the counts in your favor if you can and make the pitcher beat you with a pitch that's in the zone or at least hittable instead of flailing away like a, a Joe Adele and Marsh were over the Chicago series. Have a little bit more patience. And hopefully that returns because the way they were playing against the Guardians and against uh, the Orioles. Yeah, and those are good examples. I mean – you know, against the Guardians, they weren't trying to do too much. They even against the Rangers, you know, mm-hmm. a couple series before that, weren't trying to do too much. They simplified what they were doing. Their bullpen is pitching fine right now. Their uh, even their starters are not horrible right now. So just keep doing that. Have some good at bats. Go back to the fundamentals of your at bats. Mm-hmm. Once again, try to force these longer at bats. Even if you go down looking every single time, all of a sudden the pitcher in a situation where they're having to throw a lot of pitches to get through the lineup two or three times. Absolutely. I mean, by far, you'd like to at least get him to throw 15 to 20 pitches per inning. It's not always that it's going to work that way, but if you can get him to do that, that's quicker. They're out of there. Um, yeah. Break- when I was playing baseball, the goal was always to try to get the pitcher to throw 20 to 30 pitches in that first inning. Hmm. I don't care if every single person strikes out. If we can get to 20 or 30 pitches in that first inning, we've already set the tone. We've already won that inning. Yeah, and then and you, you know even, baseball's a chess game. Absolutely. Even if you you strand the bases loaded, you got a lot of guys on. You got a lot of guys to see that pitcher's stuff, and, and so so he's his absolutely. repertoire has been blown through. He's not just shocking people with one or two pitches in a quick inning. Yeah, he's had to throw his third, fourth pitch. Yeah, exactly. So, a couple questions on this one on this series for me to you, okay. and I'll, I'll give my answers on this one. Breakout player for to watch for the uh, the Red Sox. Uh, like that we have to watch out for and two, uh which uh, which guy are you predicting that's going to either break out of a slump or have a good series for the angels so the guy to look out for for them is has to be uh, xander bogarts right i mean he's one of the best shortstops in baseball you know and that feels kind of like an easy name to just throw out there mm-hmm. but i mean you know you, you got to look out for him in the lineup okay and then breakout angels player uh someone that's going to do you think is going to have a big series for the angels i think otani is going to start to settle in here i mean otani just has too much talent you know we've seen him struggle on the bump before but we're not really used to seeing him struggle from the the batter's box we saw it in 2020 but you know that year was a wash anyway Mm -hmm. besides that otani's always been confident inside the batter's box i don't know what it is right now i don't know if maybe it's the groin issue Mm -hmm. maybe it's worse than we thought it was but um, assuming he plays, I think he's going to have a big series. I mean, he's due. Uh, he's going to start having good at-bats. And, I mean, what a better place to do it than, a, you know, the Little League field that is Fenway Park. <laughs> yeah, it seems like with Otani's power, I mean, if he just gets under one, it's going to mistakenly get out. So I'm hoping you're right because yeah. there's nothing I'd like to see more than than him get going. Walsh, like for me, it's Walsh. I would love to see Walsh get going. I, I, th- I think he's just been a little off on his swings. He's trying to pull the ball too much. He's swinging over over pitches. They seem to be giving him a lot of off-speed stuff where he's thinking fastball and swinging over the top of something that's dying in the zone, and he's just hitting weak ground balls to the right. So I'm hoping he can start making some solid contact because when he does and when Otani does, the world just seems a lot better, and uh, the balls fly out a lot farther. Um I am just scared of the Red Sox lineup in general in a situation in a close game. I think uh, uh, okay. no lead is safe for me up there in Boston for whatever reason. I've seen it happen many times. I've seen Percival shit the bed in the back back in the day. Frankie Rodriguez in his prime. Same thing. Uh, it's just a tough place to play. Um, so I'm hoping the Angels, when they do score, they score enough to make it non-butt-clinching situation. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, not to mention they also have Trevor Story there, which I forgot about. Rafael Devers is another big name. Christian Arroyo, mm -hmm. you know, Jackie Bradley, who's been there for quite a while. And then, you know, J.D. Martinez, who I believe is still day-to-day. -day, but And you can never sleep on Enrique Hernandez or Alex Verdugo. I mean, those guys would burn us in Dodgers uniforms. So a Absolutely, absolutely. They'd be the clutch hitters. So, again, um, they're 9-14 and 14 for a reason. I think a lot of it has to do with that division. But uh, the pitching staff yeah, has not got, yeah, they ha has not gotten off to a good start. Uh, they've underperformed a lot. Um, you know, I I'm blown away <laughs> how the Yankees have won ten straight tonight. You know, Toronto's been up there. Uh, Tampa Bay's been winning, but Boston is a really good, solid number four. But they're five games under, so uh, they'll eventually get it going. But it's just like Gooby said. Hopefully, it doesn't Absolutely. happen against us. Hopefully, it happens after we play them. Hey, we'll get to see our boy uh, Caballo Blanco too. Who's that? Hansel Robles. Oh, he's with them now. He is. Well, I, I, didn't he go with them last year? Mm, yeah, you're right. You know, I, I, I kind of for. I, I believe I, he did. You're you're right. Now, is he being used as a setup guy, or is he the, still the closer? Um, setup guy, I believe. Yeah, he did go to Boston last year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I it seems like. When he left the Angels, I lost track of him, dude. Like I was just like, okay, you know, I, I was done. I like, I loved his intro. I thought that was cool as hell. But uh, yeah, the Undertaker intro. Yeah, and he always had that one dude in the in the suite with the uh, electric, uh, the electrified uh, horse head. That was pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, any thoughts? Uh, any more on the the series upcoming, or the White Sox, or Angels news in general that you got? I'm going to put on my rally Chris outfit and be like, the angels are going to take two of three. <laughs> Catella high school or whatever he went to home of the leprechauns. I've got the angels yeah, two, out, two out of three uh, as well. Ooh, uh, you're yeah. Roger Lodge. Oh, yeah, Roger Lodge uh, coming out. Lodge's lock. I've got that hot dog ready for them buns. Give me two, two in the buns. We're going to get it done. Two in the buns. You know what they say, one of the pink, two in the buns. <laughs> Sincerely, Roger Lodge. That's extremely painful. But anyway, <laughs> two out of three. It's what we do best. Exactly. <clears throat> two out of three in Beantown sounds good to me. That would give them a road trip of four and three, which all things considered is not a bad trip. So I would take that. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, we, we just want to win uh, series and we want to win road trips or home stints. Exactly. And, you know, we do this, we win series, like you said, and we can pretty much be in control of our division as far as beating up on the lesser teams like Oakland and Texas, and then trying to win series against Seattle. I think whatever we do against Houston is gravy. I think they're still our main competition, but the Mariners are going to be that team, man. Um, you know, they're playing good baseball right now too. So uh, we're, you know, we, we've got some matchups with them upcoming here in uh, June. So it's not May. We, we still got to wait a while before we see them for the first time. Yeah. And then we're, so after the Red Sox, we got the nationals, the Rays, the A's, the Rangers, the A's, the Rangers, the blue Jays, and uh, one day of the Yankees at the very very end of the month so uh, it'll be an interesting month to say the least absolutely um so hopefully we can you know fingers crossed stay relatively healthy and get some guys back too that have been battling certain things and hopefully tune up the the bats for a very competitive june and july i mean i can't express how competitive it's going to be in those next two months barring any catastrophic injuries from any other teams that's it's really going to be a, a, a from what I've seen in a long time, a really tough schedule for the Angels to blow through. A good 60-game stretch right there where it's just like constant teams that are flirting with or playoff contenders. I mean, they could easily set themselves up for success here. I mean, if they can have a good May, that'll bleed into a at least decent June and July, right? Because you can build the confidence right now, so... Absolutely, because most of your your uh, your out of uh, division games are going to be within those two months. You're going to have a few more in August, and then it's basically going to be all division September. So uh, yeah, that's that's those are the key two and a half month stretch right there where the Angels just got to bear down and play as hard as they possibly can.
Well, uh, I mean, time will tell, right? I mean, time to go put some ketchup on those buns (laughs) and get to work. (laughs) I like mustard and then a little sauerkraut, to be honest with you. I like relish on my wieners. (laughs) I like relish on my hoffies. Hoffie, the official wiener of Angels baseball. If he was calling games, oh, tiny with a deep fly ball. That's a huge hoffie home run. <laughs> you know, uh, so uh, I, for those of you who don't know, I'm a big like theme park guy. Mm-hmm. So do you know, so the, when you walk into Disneyland, the castle, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know the slang term that amusement park fans use to describe like a castle or something meant to catch your eye? So like the castle or like the guardians of the galaxy ride at California adventure. Do you know what the slang term that's called? No idea. It's called the wiener, the weenie for real. Like it's, it's a legitimate uh, phrase used by theme park fans to describe like something that's supposed to catch your eye. The weenie. The weenie. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So you're supposed to be like, Oh, look, look at the weenie. It's the castle or look at the weenie and it's space mountain. Like that's like something. Maybe we need to do that. The weenie at angel stadiums, like the rocks. Look at the weenie. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. It's like your boy at that works on the, uh, the cameras or whatever. If he can get on the jumbotron and then just have like a dancing wiener. By, can. Yeah. Like by a player who hits the home run or whatever. A wiener. <laughs> look at the wiener. I'm a, I'm a, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I already, I already sent some messages to some commentators and told them to use some of our terms, <laughs> which may or may not happen. So stay tuned. <laughs> oh man, uh, well, I, I gave up the rights to Prendalo. So <laughs> if he uses it, it'll be okay. That, I, I'm pretty sure you're gonna do a, a Roger Lodge if he uses that live on television. No, I'm gonna be like, that's you're stealing that from me. That is mine. Stop saying it. No, I wouldn't do that. Man, I'm telling you. Uh that that'd be it'd be awesome if what if Matt Vascursion said instead of the what was this saying is uh Santa Maria? Instead of Santa yeah. Maria, he's like, Oh Tani! Oh <laughs> started grunting. Maybe he will. Yeah. Well, we, he's around now. Matt, if you're listening, we love you. Yes, sir. Thank you for following. I'm a I'm a big fan. I was uh, actually telling my uh, fiance today that uh, like um, you know other kids want to sleep with stories of you know whatever else I don't know the Big Bad Wolf I don't know whatever kind of BS their parents were telling them. I would go to sleep listening to the Padres games in San Diego with Matt Vascursion commentating because we didn't get Angels games down there. My dad wasn't going to pay for extra innings. My dad's a extreme. Uh, I don't want to say cheapskate. He, he, he's frugal. He's good with his money. I could appreciate so he is that. Like, I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to pay an extra hundred dollars. Yeah. Why not? Right. <laughs> yeah. This wasn't back in the day where you can watch a game on your smartphone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was back in the days where like you'd have to yell at your mom to get off the phone so you can use the internet. That's why kids in about a year, if you still do know what direct TV is, you won't know because I think this is the last year they're having the football package. It's going to go to like, I think Google or Apple, one of the two. And uh, yeah, that's the only reason why people are still hooked into uh, cable or direct TV in general. Boy, once that NFL ticket's gone, forget it. Dude, cable will not be around or relevant in like five years. Like it's already to the point where it's not relevant anymore. I mean, I got rid of cable for the first time in my life, like two Mm -hmm. months ago. Haven't even noticed the difference. Can't even tell the difference. Yeah, because if you got a Fire Stick, it's all about apps. It's it's finding out which which app has what shows. That's the only the only problem, because yeah. it could be like different stuff. Like uh, what is it called? Um, uh, if you if you like a uh, Discovery or you like uh, you know um, Disney yeah, Plus, Paramount or Disney or yeah, yeah. HBO. It's, it's stuff like that. I mean, they've they've totally broken away from cable, and and the only reason why I have it on one TV here is because my dad. You know, he can't do the old the new yeah. stuff, so he just uses old school. Other than that cut the cable throughout the house there's no need for it yeah i'll say this before we uh we close out the guy so um we're moving obviously Mm -hmm. so i had to call like a ton of cable providers try to figure out what caters in the area because we're moving to a very new area of texas like you know brand new houses brand new community we're one of the first people to live there so like only certain places would service it and the guy was like trying to tell me oh well you should get this cable package 
And I'm like, no, bro, we're good. I just need the internet. And he was like, I don't know when the last time you had cable was, but now they have this stuff called on demand. And I'm just <laughs> like, bro, I got rid of cable like two months ago. And secondly, that is not new. On demand's been around <laughs> for, you know, half a decade plus. I, I thought I thought he was going to be like, hey, so Blockbuster has this service <laughs> where they mail DVDs to your house. <laughs> Yeah, Netflix. There's this new thing called Netflix, where if you want a DVD, you order it on the internet and it gets sent to you. You watch it and then you send it back. And there's no rewinding. Yeah. <laughs> we have this new thing. Your VHR is uh, your VHR. Uh, yeah, your your TV has a VHS player attached to it. You put the v, VCR in there. Push stop and rewind. You get that way you don't have to close your eyes during the good parts. <laughs> oh man, they're so far behind over there. Oh. Well, um, uh, on that outdated note, <laughs> yeah. Well, so far uh, that's uh, that's our first impressions of you moving to Texas. We'll, we'll obviously hear more uh, from your because uh, obviously during this podcast and everything during the season, we're going to be keeping you up to date on what's going on here, and uh, also you know Fernando will be doing remotes from Texas now and then. Hopefully, if all goes right, I can join him in September for a couple games down there in Texas and uh, do a little remote down sick. there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so with that being said, if you got anything else, uh, Fernando? Okay. I think we're good. Viva Los Angelitos. Let's uh, let's uh, sweep the Red Sox. I know I predicted two out of three, but I mean, if we can go for a sweep, why not? Let's beat those chowder heads, huh? The chowder heads. I'm walking here, even though it's New York. <laughs> Big bomb. <laughs> Go Angels. <laughs>